and welcome to Series 5, Episode 14 of the Canny Conversations podcast, powered by the Pathway Group. My name's Mark Wakeley, and I'm one of the team who bring you these podcasts each week. In this series, Safraz will be talking to some of the business people he's met and worked with in his 23 years at the heart of the West Midlands business community. In this particular episode, we hear the second half of Safras's conversation with Jenny Pelling, Director of Apprenticeship Development and Diversity at Kaplan, the educational services company. In this continuation of their conversation, Jenny shares her journey in the education sector, from her part-time role in HR that shifted into education to rising up the ranks to become a director. They discuss some of the challenges apprentices face today, from imposter syndrome to struggles with work-life balance and mental health. Jenny also outlines the pastoral care, mentoring and lifelong support that apprentices really need to thrive beyond simply learning the curriculum and coursework. This includes the coaching and confidence building and fostering of the crucial life skills that she spearheads at Kaplan. They also focus on the importance of collaboration and strategic partnerships to drive the industry forward together through data-driven insights and broader representation. Kaplan has key focuses on the way people learn through technology, as well as increasing opportunities. Jenny offers her advice for both individuals looking to advance their careers, as well as guidance for parents on the evolving landscape of apprenticeships today. So let's return to Jenny and Safras's conversation. Jenny, thank you so much for sharing that. I'm going to try and go back a little bit if I can, or go forward a little bit in terms of some of the, the work you're doing, particularly in terms of supporting apprentices. Because that's, I think, a key role, uh, not just in terms of what you're doing, but I think that's a key role that businesses need to realise and, and, and providers need to realise in terms of that pastoral support. And, and you said it right at the beginning, the fact that uh, it's not just about the curriculum, it's not just about the actual uh, qualification, it's all the other stuff of the human being as a whole, the pastoral care and the, the, the sort of mentoring, the lifelong support, really. So tell us a little bit about some of that and some of the challenges and some of the opportunities that you've seen. And a lot of apprentices drop out, not because of the work, it's all the other stuff, the the family stuff that comes in and and the personal stuff comes in, which sometimes, you know, people feel that they find it difficult to to address. So talk to us a little bit about some of that mentoring, some of that coaching, some of that sort of pastoral support, if you can. If you start with the premise, which which I do and Captain we do, if you start with the premise that the learner is at the heart of everything you do, that then should direct you into what support you need to provide because you are seeing things through the learner's eyes. And if the learner is, you know, coming to a new job and feels that they're, you know, much quoted, you know, imposter syndrome or they shouldn't be there, they don't they don't feel that they're in the right place or they, they're worried when something goes wrong. Uh, they might not have failed an exam. Um, they might have always sailed through life and, mm. and, and face a, a mm. hurdle or they might just be really worried about how to cope in a situation. Mm. And our, our role as educators are, is to help them succeed, is to inspire them to succeed. And you know, that's more than knowledge, as we were saying. So mm. the mentoring approach, coaching approach is, is really so significant to enable someone to do well, to keep on program, to keep learning and to be able to adjust when there are bumps in the road. And there might be, you think of the duration of apprenticeship program, 
to become some of the accountancy programs or you know financial services professional, you might be an apprentice for three years. And things will change. There are vicissitudes in life. There are challenges that will come your way. So our role as educators to empower people and to support people to cope when things might not go to plan. And how do you bounce back? How do you be kind to yourself? How do you learn from what's happened and then grow? And so I do quite a lot of work with some fabulously named people. Some of the, we had a human optimization coach. What a, what a job title. But, but that is there. You know, we did some great work with him on short videos to just give kind of life hacks to people. You know, I'm this kind of learner. I've got caring responsibilities here, there and everywhere. And I'm, I'm trying to balance my job and my studying and my life. How do I cope? So with the kind of coaching that we do and the, the support that we put together, it's showing somebody how to find harmony you know it might not be balanced but how to how to find harmony that sometimes you need to lean into the stress that you feel and it might not be necessarily a bad thing to think that there will be moments through your journey where things might become a little bit more challenging but back to where we started you know saying yes to the opportunities learning from things and if we can provide that mindset and that support for the learner, we're really setting them up to succeed. And it could be that there are, you know, there's additional help that somebody needs. I, I met one of our learners last year and, and he was studying in our, um, you know, we've got, we set aside a room where people can study if they haven't got a conducive learning environment at home. And, and he was in there working and he just seemed really, really anxious. And so I just sort of chatted just to him and said, you know, are, are you okay? And he, he said he wasn't. And we had this, mm. You know, he had a lot of things going on in his life. His mother wasn't very well. He, you know, finding work and studying a challenge. And, and we just went and got a cup of tea and mm. had a conversation there and then about what we could do to help. And he's now had you know, extra coaching. He's doing, he's doing really well. I'm really pleased to see that he has flourished. And so it's really understanding that you've got a person in front of you. The learner is the heart of everything that you do. And if that learner needs something else or, you know, needs different type of blue paper to help with any adjustments, if they need confidence boosters that we can provide, you know, webinars, coaching, you know, resources for people to use that helps them be their best self. So in, in terms of some of the some of the support that Kaplan do, I mean, you've mentioned parts of it. What sort of advocacy work do you do? I mean, I know one of the things you do, you are doing is encouraging volunteering and, and so forth. So how are you sort of enriching your your learners and some of your members of staff as well that may be on our apprenticeship programme? Yeah, lots of ways, actually. I mean, yeah. we've just finished a, a step challenge. So we okay. had, um, you know, for September it was called, we had people doing a, a step challenge to increase, you know, physical health and well-being. Yeah. Um, we promote a lot of career insight sessions yeah. to give people that kind of, you know, insight into mm. different roles that are out there for their career that they could aspire to. In terms of encouraging colleagues and a lot of people work with um, through us with a charity that the Institute of Chartered Accountants of England Wales set up called Rise. Okay. And I've uh, I've I've done that too. And you go into a school where you're looking at working with 14 to 16 year olds, and they might not have access to employers for work experience, but they need to have some, to 
understanding and self-belief in skills. And so we do some work through that charity on supporting skills development workshops. And they've got, you know, they get given a kind of pretend budget and how much would you spend on which employee and what do they deliver? And if you were running a certain event, what would you invest in? And so it's helping them to start to think critically, to think commercially, to discuss things in teams. And Kaplan colleagues and I go to schools through this charity to, to give them an idea of what business could be like and that, that, that they do have skills that would be appropriate. Because I think sometimes there's a, almost a fear of that world isn't for me. And if you can show that people do have the skills and they can think in that way, it makes it become more you know, viable in their minds and something that they could then apply for. Okay, so this is the social mobility charity RISE yeah. that you've been involved with. Fantastic. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. So you're volunteering for Career Ready as an organisation. You're a yes. mentor, therefore, and have been a mentor for three to four years now. And you're also volunteering for the social mobility charity rise as well fantastic that's right and we we do some work with um 10,000 black interns and we have a really strong internship program every summer which has been great for individuals but also really great for us as a business because the interns this summer for example were looking at what we what we produce and how we reach different communities and they gave really good feedback on on their perspective and what they they thought we should do differently to increase participation even further so in terms of the role itself, I mean, you know, we, right at the beginning, you, you said there's a craze element of it. There's an employer relationship part of it. And then there's a whole diversity agenda that Kaplan do and you're leading on, on those parts. So mm-hmm. there's three sort of three divisions, really. I mean, obviously, we're you know, involved on the diversity element. We spoke about some of the initiatives there. You're, you know, you're leading the, the, the conversation in, in some aspects of it. And you know, careers part we, we touched on. What does that sort of look like? Is there a team specifically f- for that and so forth? Just so just go back if you can a little bit in terms of those three sort of different divisions and, and how does that work in terms of your your role? And because there seems to be in my mind quite a lot of engagement that Kaplan does. You, you know you lead on that. There's quite a lot of activity uh, with employers. You know you're you're partaking in that. And there's the whole diversity element as well. There's a lot there. Lot of variety within the within the role, a lot of diversity within your own role as well. And you spoke about today, you know, being part of the SLT team, uh, walking the shop floor, if I can say. So, you know, just talk to us a bit. I'm trying to get understanding for people out there in terms of what that role looks like, because it's, it's it's not easy to sort of just fit into one area. I was described once as a midfielder. Midfielder, um, okay. Yeah, you, you need to be able to be... It's multi-purpose, uh, quite a lot of Yeah, adjust and adapt yeah. to, to different areas of business need and yeah. individual needs. So, you know, back to your question about, you know, who's involved. Yeah, you know, I have absolute honour and privilege to be working with careers champions across Kaplan. Yeah. Um, with, you know, great quality lead great inclusion lead so a lot of people are committed to supporting people's careers actually throughout the business everybody gets behind this because we know how transformational strong careers guidance can be absolutely and right up to senior leadership level you you do do not stop needing mentorship and guidance throughout your life however senior you are so so that that kind of culture exists the same i suppose with equality and diversity and inclusion yes i'm really closely involved and absolutely passionate about this again it's something that is promulgated throughout kaplan Mm. and because it's part of our values everybody is 
involved. It might take a few people to be driving different mm -hmm. projects and initiatives and to be advocates, be ambassadorial, but it gets a lot of company heft behind it and people are really committed because I don't, I don't think you work in education unless you've got that inner steel and drive that you want to make a difference to everybody and you, at Kaplan certainly we want to provide opportunities for all. So it isn't just a kind of silo piece of work that iron colleagues do, it's pan Kaplan as it were. And then leadership team, yeah, but we look at different areas. We look at areas of opportunity or growth. You might be looking at where we strengthen our provision, new markets, and linking back to the work on employers then, you know, that ties in because you know that how you're developing people, you work with employers to ensure that that's the, the right type of program that they want strategically for their own growth as a company. Uh, and then as a leadership team, you ensure that, that those pieces fit together, that it's in the employer's interest, the learner's interest, that it's something that, that you, can, you can operate and make succeed. And overarching it all is the, the economy, the, the development in the workplace. So you're doing those sort of three areas. And then above it, you think, okay, where, where are we as a country going? How do we need to, to flourish as organizations to meet a growth mm. agenda, to meet the skills gaps. And I look at things like um, the Financial Services Skills Commission, for example. They, they wrote a really interesting report about skills gaps and the 13 skills that people working in the sector need mm. to develop. Mm. And so you look at that and you think, are we in alignment with where we as a country need to be through the employers, through the work that we're doing with our learners, and then through what the sector as a whole needs. And diversity and equality come within in that as well, in terms of the kind of growth that we need as a country. Uh, one of the things that, again, that keeps coming out throughout our conversation, and, and not just in terms of today, but throughout the, the, the few years I've been working together, is how strongly aligned you are with a collaboration and a collaborative working and strategic partnerships and strategic alliances. You obviously leading the way there. Talk to us about you know, how that is so important to Kaplan. That's become the cornerstone of your work. And how does that all work? And how does that fit in with Kaplan, the business? Yeah, so it's interesting, isn't it? We we have worked hard at championing roots into the profession, making sure that we are a provider who offers opportunity with absolutely dedicated to EDI. And the collaboration comes because... You can't do that on your own. And we're not necessarily, you know, the experts. And we, we want to work with Pathway Group, the Multicultural Apprenticeship Alliance, to do this together. And it's so much better to learn from and with others. And rather than having, you know, thousands and thousands of initiatives that don't actually affect a change or provide the impact that you want if you do that together you're much more likely to have a stronger voice better decision making greater opportunity for people and influence yeah. and through listening to others within the multicultural apprenticeship alliance within the sector and adding our voice and our thoughts and and our time and resources together we will be able to affect more change more quickly and that is such a good thing and one that I'm hugely committed to. 
And so working with you, Saf, and, and with Jag and Kasim, that we have open conversations about challenges and what we can do to address it, what we at Catplan are trying to do to improve the position, what others might be doing, mm. and then learning together and comparing. So it's mm. almost a kind of data-driven approach as mm. well as a advocacy and purpose that we have the evidence to back it up to say, well, this project worked, this initiative in the West Midlands worked, this one didn't. And, yeah. and we can learn together from, from what has worked and what hasn't and how we can improve for, for the greater good. So that style of working, or and for me, style of leadership is really significant and important. And another organization I'm really proud to be part of is the Association of Apprentices as well. And they provide a sector voice for apprentices. They provide almost like a membership body for them as well. And, and they are, you know, certainly if you're an apprentice on a lower level program, you might not have professional status or a chartered status behind you. And so by being part of that association, you know, you're part of a greater whole. You've got opportunities for networking that you might not ordinarily have. You've got conversations that you can have with people across different sectors. And that is your representative body. And so by supporting that and giving people the kind of kudos that comes from being a member of the Alliance, a member of the association, I think we do well by our learners and we empower them to have greater opportunity through their careers. Um, Jenny, you said earlier on, I mean, it doesn't matter where you are in your career, you always need good people around you and you need to have those conversations, peer support. And, you know, sometimes we feel comfortable talking to our line managers and we have those conversations and that's a fantastic thing. But sometimes you need people who are, you know, are not necessarily directly linked to your uh, team or to your department. And you need that sort of bigger support structure, which I think some of these initiatives like the Association of Apprentices provides that. And, and you know, we all need good people around us so we can sort of have these conversations, these sort of safety, safe sort of conversations and and, and support. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, mean, I can, you know, I really concur with that. I, I know I could pick up the phone to you or to Jag and to sort of share a thought, and that we would we'd have an open discussion. Yeah. You might you might have a line manager who you can talk to things about, but you might you might not. You might need to sound somebody else out because sometimes I suppose you know sometimes I think we were our own worst en enemies occasionally you could have internalized an, an issue and you might worry about something and be overly critical yeah. on yourself yeah but if you ask that question of a friend and they said to you or a peer you know what is the evidence maybe going back to being a lawyer what is the evidence <laughs> for you thinking for you in think that, that way yeah. is it the reality are you you know are you being unduly harsh on yourself and having, a, I suppose, a critical friend there to kind of ask you those questions, to help you look in the mirror a bit and yeah. to understand if it's reality or absolutely. you're kind of exaggerated something. I think, I think you're absolutely good, Jenny. I mean, it gives you a bit of clarity as well when you're talking and verbalizing your thought process that you actually improve on what your own thinking as well yeah. because you're sitting there sort of possibly sometimes feeling sorry for yourself or you're thinking, you know, you completely missed the, the point. And, you know, when you're talking to somebody and, and it's sometimes not the advice that they give you, it's just the fact that you, you can actually talk and, and verbalize things that actually improves your clarity of thinking. Absolutely. Because, you, you, you know, you probably know it yourself, but sometimes you need the person to ask you the question yeah. to really sharpen your thinking or to say, you know, to tune into your feelings about why you are thinking and feeling and deciding something in that way in that moment. 
So, I mean, you've got a lot of a uh, lot of experience in in different roles. I mean, you you know you worked up the career ladder in in different organisations. You know, you talked about Silex Chartered Institute of Legal Executives. The, the role started off as a as a part time role. The job description was the the advert was written for yourself, and you went in and and you worked up the ranks, and you, you know you became a director of the organisation. You were there for fifteen years, and now you're doing similar sort of change. You know, you're changing the field of apprenticeships and, and making a lot of difference within within Kaplan. And, and we've seen that just in terms of our activity and work within the last two years. What advice would you give to somebody uh, who is already in a, in a role in terms of how they make that difference? You know, sometimes it's, yeah, it is that structure that you need, but it's also that mindset and the frame. So, you know, looking back, what has worked for you? Putting myself forward for things, I'd say. Yeah. And a with a dash of bravery. Um, I, I really like listening to Renee Brown and, and things she talks about being brave in the wilderness. And you do have to be a bit bold and a bit brave at times and being proactive. Yeah, you know, I'd say to anybody, don't, you know, don't, don't sit back and await for things to happen to you. Have the conversation. Nobody is going to be put off talking to somebody about their own career insights. So if you're you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier, Saf, and mentoring, when you ask somebody, like you're asking me now, how did you get into that role? What would you say? What advice? People will stop and help. So being bold enough to have a conversation is really important and asking for that advice and guidance. So I'd say to somebody, Look for the opportunities, speak to people wherever you can, but do something. You know, find an area that might be of real interest to you. Data analytics is changing everything. If you look at the way AI is altering the way we work, find how you could you know, learn more about that that would be of interest to a business. Be interested in an area. So when people talk about needing an entrepreneurial mindset, you know, what does that mean for you? What have you done proactively? Even as a really small that you set up a, you know, you did you know, strawberry picking or, you know, you, you could have set up a group and you had a band and you made money from it. What, what have you done as an individual that shows that you've, you are proactive and you have got drive? So don't worry about the technical aspects. It's the employer and the training provider's role to encourage you and support you and provide that for you. Don't worry so much about that, but worry about what you can prove from your character, what attitude you have that an employer would think, actually, that would be a really good person. I want that person to be in my team. Because these days, employers aren't typically recruiting on sharing experience when, kind of, because that lends itself sometimes to people who might be in a more privileged position that can talk about, you know, the, the Duke of Edinburgh scheme that they'd done or whatever. It, it tends to be more strengths-based interview questions where they're looking for aptitude and character and attitude. So if you are the person who says yes to opportunity, who takes part in things, who volunteers, then you've got more to, to say and to show and to demonstrate that you are a strong person, that you would add a perspective to that organization in terms of advice to parents out there because you know we talk about apprenticeships and the landscape for apprenticeship that has changed and there's no doubt that it has changed and, and we've got more awareness out there uh, parents are still a little bit confused uh, still thinking that apprenticeships are not necessarily the first choice or the right choice 
what's your take on you know the landscape of apprenticeships changing the opportunities and what advice would you give to parents out there and, and people out there who are thinking about apprenticeships as a career think about what suits your child the best mm. And there might have been um, some negativity around apprenticeships and their their value in the past, but that really is shifting. And now you see the desirability of apprenticeship programs where some of them are more sub- heavily subscribed than places to, to Oxbridge. Yeah. They're really, really valuable opportunities that people can take. And there's always that sort of thought that, am I going to get the graduation photo? I want my offspring to be there on the mantelpiece with a certificate and an waterboard proudly having graduated from somewhere. But there are so many strong development areas and qualifications within apprenticeships anyway that you get the best of both worlds. You get that opportunity to earn and learn, the skills development, the holistic approach that we've been chatting about today. And so for a parent, I would be really reassured knowing that an apprenticeship was an opportunity. As I was walking through Birmingham um, this morning, I walked past two students walking side by side, and I don't know if they were going off to Aston or Birmingham City or Birmingham Uni, but they were saying, one of them said to the other one, I don't think anybody really cares about me at university and <laughs> oh, the really? teaching team. You know, they, they just felt a bit, oh, they'd come from school, they'd gone so to sad. university, and they felt a bit lost. Um, because they turned up for a lecture in an enormous anonymous yeah. hall and, and then they disappeared. And they didn't feel any connection. As a parent, you actually want to know that your you know, your child is going to be well looked after. Certainly my experience of, of Kaplan is we absolutely do that. You, know, you do care about the learner and you want them to flourish. And so you should be reassured as a parent that if you look for a provider like you know, like us and and, and others, that, that your you know your son or daughter would be be well looked after in as a whole person. In terms of some of the changes uh, you, that you've perceived and you're seeing uh, happening in the world of work, because obviously you're very close to uh, what's happening, what the employers are, are acquiring, and, and the talent gap that you mentioned earlier on. What are the sort of conversations that employers are having? What are the challenges that your you as a leading provider within that space is sort of trying to overcome and support um, yeah there's quite a range yeah. that's a good question so it might be that that somebody doesn't you know we've had some employers saying to us that young employees coming through don't have confidence speaking on the phone to clients in front of other people they're so used to texting and you know tiktok and video but actually having a live conversation like like we're having or speaking on the phone is something that they're less confident in doing and so helping in those sort of skill sets is something adaptability coaching skills you know we talked about the financial services skills commission one of the new skills they see coming through is being able to coach others so we're doing some work on how to increase coaching skills ai data you know that whole area our data apprenticeships go up to level seven so you can do you know master's level apprenticeship in games program you could be a business analyst so those skills are really you know significant for the growth of the country and for employers to thrive and, and be commercially successful because we're going to have to you know one in 16 of us are going to change occupation pretty soon in the next few years when you look at the way the world of work is shifting so by teaching you know, use of power bi by teaching data analytics 
things around in our financial services programs, we, we do work on green finance, sustainability and risk in programs. And that ESG is an, is an area that's really significant for business. So we're making sure our learners are equipped with that knowledge so that they can address the, situa the situations that their own clients are facing and they've got the skill set and the knowledge to do so. So Jenny, for sort of final thoughts really in terms of some of the opportunities, some of the challenges, a little bit of reflection in terms of uh, particularly with regard to the role of Kaplan. You've achieved a tremendous amount within that role. You show up, you, you turn up to many of these events and you're engaging, you're, you're supporting, you're contributing. There's no doubt that you know, you've put Kaplan in name within that sort of social mobility, diversity sort of space. There's no, there's no doubt about that. It, it was doing work anyway, but I think some of it was in their own remit and so forth. But now it's very engaged within that further education skills uh, and the world of work sector. So some of the achievements we've discussed and some of the things that you may think, you know, I still want to get to grip with. So some, what are the, some of the challenges that, that you're, you're sort of currently focused on and want to, you on a personal basis want to try and look at? Uh, and, and further the agenda and what are the things that Kaplan is currently focused on if you're able to share obviously some of it might be confidential but if you're able to share some of those thoughts with us as yeah. well the way people learn is is a significant area of our, yeah. our work and ensuring that we're delivering apprenticeship programs that suit the learner of today we've been working and I did this with a with some colleagues and a team a couple of years ago but at immersive simulation learning of ch challenges that people can undertake that enables them the freedom to play and the freedom to undertake different it sounds kind of charges but it's not at all but the freedom to undertake different roles in learning that allows them to kind of practice in a safe environment how to develop skills and what they need to do as a team so looking at kind of experiential learning is a focus and what's something that we've done pretty well and, and won um, an award at the Learning Technologies um, Awards a couple of years ago. So the way people learn is, is really significant to us when you look at the generations coming through and the changes involved. Jenny, I'm going to uh, say my sort of uh, thank you and appreciation because, you know, I can't thank you enough really because you're a big supporter of both the Multicultural Apprenticeship Awards. Uh, you're a judge and have been a judge now for two years. You know, that's a big uh, responsibility on your shoulders and we discussed that right at the beginning and, and I think congratulations to you in terms of picking a winner and the celebration of activity that we had you're a big supporter of uh, an advocate of the Multicultural Apprenticeship Alliance I really really appreciate the encouragement and the guidance and the support that you've given us with, with regard to that there's no doubt that you know you've contributed to some of the agenda as well in terms of social mobility not just in terms of the work that we do but also with regard to the, the sector as, as a whole. So really appreciate with regard to that. And really, thank you for taking time out today out of your busy, busy schedule. You know, you're part of the senior leadership team and you're going to be walking the floor later on. So, so uh, you know, I, you know, again, that's a fantastic thing to actually keep your keep it at the ground level really understand what's what's going on at the, at the sort of call face of the of the shop floor or whatever the the right terminology is and like you said earlier on you know you, you've given us the opportunity to touch base with you whenever there's a requirement from our side and, and likewise whenever there's an opportunity for us to work and collaborate and, and collaboration and strategic alliances and partnerships are key part of what you do and likewise we've got so many things in, in common in that respect 
so thank you for that. Thank you for sharing your experiences, your journey, your love of reading books and, and many other things that we probably didn't get a chance to talk about, but all the things that we did speak about, again, much appreciate that. I'll let you have the final word in terms of some of the work that you're doing and, and just really thank you really from my perspective. Well, no, my thanks to you. It really has been a, a pleasure being with you here today as it has been working with the Pathway Group and, and the Alliance over the last few years. And when I reflect back on you know 20 years working in apprenticeships and education, this really has been the highlight. I've extremely invigorated by the work that, that we do together and the difference that it is making. And I'm grateful to, to you, Saf, and, and colleagues for involving me and for allowing me to be part of this community. And I think we are achieving great things and I'm, I'm really proud of the work that we do together. So thank you very much for, for the conversation. Julie, keep uh, putting yourself forward, keep saying yes, and thank you so much. Much appreciated. Thank, thank you, you, Seth. It's been a pleasure. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Jenny Pelling from Kaplan for her time and knowledge and for choosing to share this valuable resource with us. Next week, you'll be able to hear the first part of Safras's two-part conversation with Catherine Marshall, Senior Manager of Apprenticeships at Lloyd's Banking Group. So if you don't want to miss that, then remember to subscribe and follow us. If you are new to the podcast, let me tell you, there are already 71 other Canny Conversations podcast episodes out there. And you can listen to all those past episodes by searching for Canny Conversations on your preferred podcast platform or go to 1386audio.com forward slash have a listen. We would also love it if you could review, subscribe or follow the podcast. And please tell your friends and colleagues about us too. If you'd like to know more, then go to cannyconversationspodcast.co.uk or go to Safraz's website, that's safraz.co.uk. Safras has also written a series of easy-to-follow business books, Canny Bites, and these are available from cannybites.co.uk forward slash buy the book. As I said, we'll be back next week to bring you the first part of Safras's conversation with Catherine Marshall, the Senior Manager of Apprenticeships at Lloyd's Banking Group. So until then, we hope you have a good week. This is a 1386 audio production.